welcome back to Work Actually. Today's episode is slightly different. As I've launched this podcast about work and careers in the middle of a global pandemic, work is a little precarious for some people at the moment, so I'm also doing some isolation episodes looking at different topics. So this episode is looking at how isolation means spending a lot of time on your own and reflecting. And if you're also not working at the moment, you might find yourself without those usual daily distractions. So you can start to think about things that you're used to just putting to the back of your mind. In this episode, I chat to a girl called Nadia who made the decision at 26 to move to Australia. She changed jobs, found a new place to live and was really excited to start a whole new adventure. However, not long after she got there, she discovered that she had a brain tumour. So quite a scary piece of news and definitely not what she was planning for. So listen to hear about what happened and how she's now navigating isolation. Also, apologies for some of the sound quality. It was obviously carried out on Zoom, so we weren't face-to-face, and there are times when it can sound a little bit muffled, but most of it should be fine. Hello. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, very well. Nice to speak to you. So you're over in Sydney at the moment in lockdown. We're wearing the same shirt unintentionally. We have great taste. Yeah, exactly. Great lockdown fashion. So you announced to us last year, I'm moving across the world to Australia. Yeah, so it was um, this time last year I moved across and everything was going well. I was living my life. I met a new group of friends. I had a great job. I was enjoying it. Um, we were going out partying and just having fun and um, like occasionally I get these bad migraines but they would often happen after I'd been out drinking so I tended not to worry about them and I was just like this just must be one of those migraines I'm one of the people who are susceptible to them and I would go to different doctors and get different medication um, and they would always say you've just got a migraine like it's just one of those things you're one of those unlucky people who suffer because actually just before you left you got a really bad one and we were all like dressing like it's it's normal to be worrying about moving across the world and you had a seriously bad one didn't you that lasted and it lasted a while and I was just like in bed paralyzed by the pain but I was like no I'm just one of those people I've got a lot of stress going on I'd had to sort out all the stuff with my flat and I had a flight coming and I just was saying goodbye to my friends and it was a really high stress situation so I just assumed that's what it was and then they kept reoccurring every kind of like week or so and then um I remember the the final one where it all spiraled I was leaving work and I called my dad and I was like my brain's coming on I need to get home and he, he just said get yourself home quickly you'll be fine go to bed just be in a dark room you'll be okay your dad was so, in London he was in London yeah um so I got on a train from um central station where I work to Bondi Junction where I get off usually and it's a 20 minute um train ride and by the time I got to Bondi the pain was unbelievable so I like it was just like um thunderbolts in my brain basically and it was like a new kind of pain I hadn't felt before so I um was like, I can't, I usually get a bus to get from Bonai Junction to Bronte where I live, but I couldn't manage that. So I called a Uber, got home, and I remember just crawling through my door to the toilet, was sick. My housemate um, found me on the floor. Like later that night when she got home, I was like huddled in a ball, got me to, to the hospital. 
um, but they just assumed it was a, a migraine, so they didn't do a scan. So they gave me some meds. I oh. came home at 3 a.m., went to bed. Um, and then I must have passed out because the next minute, it was um, late afternoon the next day, and I called my housemate. No, I texted her. It didn't make much sense, but I was like, get me an ambulance. So she got me an ambulance. Why and, did you feel uh, you needed an ambulance? You were just... You I were, knew I was dying. Like, the pain yeah, like I knew, like I was like, there's no, this isn't a migraine, like this pain is um, like nothing I've ever experienced before. It was just like thunderbolts in my brain, just like, just so intense. So um, we got me to hospital and they did scans and for like an hour they were like, oh, it's really hard. Yeah. It's obviously quite traumatic. Um, they said they um they were like we don't know what it is but you have like a, a brain tumor we don't know if it's cancer um and I think that was like the worst I think that's where all my anxiety started from then because you just have to like I knew I was dying and I knew I had a brain tumor so I'm pretty much I remember thinking to myself well I've had a good run <laughs> and um they decided that um they realized it was a tumor but they it wasn't cancer which is the main thing so they just said we're going to do um two operations we're going to have one so essentially what happened was I had a tumor and it blocked all the fluid that runs down your spine so you have all the fluid that runs around and usually it just like naturally goes down to the bottom of your spine and back up to your brain again but because of where the tumor was it blocked the the um fluid from going back down and draining so it condensed my brain and um basically was causing pressure so they were going to do one surgery where they remove all the fluid and then keep my brain open and then go back in the next day and then remove the tumor but luckily they did it all in once so I had this um craniotomy and yeah I pulled through and it was horrendous recovering but I'm here now (laughs) so yeah it's incredible just even reliving it just is obviously so emotional because it it is still yeah, it, hard to believe what you went through and you were on your own. I mean, yeah. you had your housemate and you'd made some friends, but ultimately this yeah. is the time you want your parents. And your, your parents were wrung by the doctor? Yeah, so the, the surgeon called them and they, he said, listen, like, we're going to have to operate now. Um, we suggest you fly out immediately. So while they were operating, my parents were on the flight and obviously, like, just having to deal with the fact that they didn't know if I was gonna make it or have brain damage or anything and thank god I did but um yeah no I was pretty much on my own but I when I by the time I came round, they were out there and that was the main thing mm. but yeah crazy <laughs> just incredible so that was this time a year ago was it or, or just I, it was August so it's been nine months oh, okay. and I only just recovered now so, like, last week, I finally felt myself again. And they said it would take nine months. Wow. So Only last week you started to feel... Yeah. So it's taken... But yeah. you're so incredibly strong because the part, you know, you may have only just started feeling yourself properly last week, but you've been working for now how long again? Full time? I went back to work in October, so three months after. So usually from this kind of craniotomy, they said you don't usually work for, like, six months. But... I think for me, work was stability and work was the only thing I kind of knew that I could do well and I just mm-hmm. needed something to like ground me in, in the situation and all the mm-hmm. weirdness that was happening. It was kind of like my anchor, I guess. 
what was the after effect? Like how I remember you having, you know, quite severe memory loss for a while, didn't you? Yeah. So if someone came and visited me, um, I would forget 20 minutes after that oh. they'd come. I'd say like, I feel I'd like, I could feel like someone was there, but I couldn't quite remember who it was. Mm. Um, I wouldn't be able to remember what I ate for breakfast and other things too. Like I didn't know what, I like to wear so I look at my wardrobe and be like oh these are my clothes like I don't remember wanting to and like I not to not to make it um not to to lighten it too much but you know what I'm gonna bring up Nadia as you could tell is just a boy magnet and um you had been seeing someone and had broken up with him um before this happened but you'd forgotten that you'd broken up with him (laughs) So I forgot. So he um, came to the, I hope he never hears this, but he, I told him to come to the hospital, not really knowing what had happened and that I'd ended it. And then obviously my mum was like, Nadia, when my mum got out here, she was like, I think you ended it with him. Like, this is awkward. What do I say? I was like, mum, I don't remember anything. So I don't know. I had a whole dinner with him where he, <laughs> yeah it was the whole thing it's just terrible but you've got to laugh at things like that and... like you have to laugh at that you have to laugh at the fact that when my parents arrived my head was so swollen that they went up to the wrong girl <laughs> and the nurse the nurse was like no that's your daughter over there but because you know they just done this whole trip across the world and then I was um yeah, they didn't recognise me. Oh, God. But you have to find the humour in these things. Yeah, he really did. That's the way, that's the only way I've got through is by laughing at um, all of that stuff. Yeah, and you do it so well. And you're back to work. You've been back to work. You, yeah. You're doing so well there. But now you're in isolation and, you know, you're kind of, you can't help but reflect in these kind of times. I know so many people that are you know, making quite interesting decisions actually about, you know, I've realized how unhappy I am in my job or, you know, I, I realized that I work too hard and I never spend enough time with my family or, or travel and things. And um, how do you feel then reflecting? I mean, you're living on your own at the moment, but you normally do live with your housemate. Yeah. So um, I usually live with my housemate and that's a whole other part of the story because um when I was recovering she um what basically was suffering from migraines before this happened to me and then when I went away to recover with my parents I came back and found out that she also had a brain tumor which is just like the odds are like 0.05 percent of that happening um unbelievable we've like kind of helped us each other through this and then she's gone back to her family in Cairns and so it's just me and one thing I was struggling with after I came out was being on my own Mm. because it is this time that you start reflecting on everything that's happened and with me and then her as well Mm. Um, and it has been hard and I think the first month was but I've kind of just got to a point where I've kind of accepted it and I think when you're living your normal life you're so busy that you run away from what's happening and you you have distractions so you don't have to think about the situation you're in but I think because of this isolation I've had to kind of just confront it head on Mm. and do you think that's a good thing yeah I do I honestly do and I think it's it's made me kind of accept where I am and I've had to just think about it and accept the fact that I did have this brain tumour and accept the fact that it might come back and accept the fact that Ricky has a brain tumour as well. 
and it and acceptance is important I think so I'm kind of just like being managed to like sit with how I'm feeling instead of running from it and going out and that's incredible going on dates and all this stuff um so in some way it's kind of helped me and I think as long as I think of it that way then it's not so much struggle being on my own yeah because you actually um and rightly so and I'm sure it will happen to us all when we come out of lockdown but when you were starting to feel better like a few months ago you were as you'd say, going a bit wild, you know, you were going yeah. out quite a lot, you were meeting different people, probably drinking a bit too much. And then you were starting to feel it a little bit, weren't you? You were saying, I need to maybe yeah. just take a bit of time for myself. Maybe this came at kind of that optimum time. Uh, 100% And I think that's important for everyone as well. Like, especially in the industry that we both work in, in, in PR and going out and, you know, you've got all these events and you're constantly busy, you're constantly drinking and you can kind of just like push all your problems aside. Mm. When something like this happens and you're stripped of all those temptations, you just have to deal with your issues and just yeah. like learn to be okay with them basically. So it, it has come at a good time because I had that, I obviously had to recover, then I partied hard and then I was like, okay, I need to just take stock and not run from what's going on and deal with it. So I guess in some way I've been forced to, deal with that head on you know you had an extreme in one direction you've got to kind of balance it the other way and just enjoy your life again um but when it comes to lockdown then how have you how have you coped and how are you coping now and how are you feeling obviously Australia is in a slightly different position to us you've got a slightly more relaxed rules you've obviously had arguably much better quarantine procedures um well yeah but way easier for us than you guys I think yeah and the deaths are a lot lower but you've they've started we've read in the news that you've started they've started to relax the rules slightly and the beaches are opening but you know going back to the last few weeks how have you coped and what what are your kind of tips for how you got through and when you were feeling a bit low what did you do you need routine you absolutely need routine you need to stick to a routine every day I think you need to get up at the same time go to bed at the same time mm-hmm. um I always start my day with a run and I'm so lucky I live next to the beach so like just seeing the beach every day helps oh, um, like, you need to get out at least once a day if not twice and just make sure that you schedule calls with friends and have things planned and like even there's times now where I feel oh I just can't be bothered to do that call or I can't be bothered to speak with that person but the minute you do you'll leave feeling better so I think you just push yourself to do that and not get in a rut and not stay complacent and stuck at home you need to just try and get out when you can and in the in the UK I know you can only go out like an hour a day can't you yeah um but you know who knows what's happening we are still within the quite strict lockdown you know it is an hour a day um, no one's working in offices apart from key workers, really, and we're all at home. But it has become normal again. It's, you know, we've been doing it for close to two months. That's the thing. And you just adjust to a new reality. And we constantly mm-hmm. are. And I think people just need to adjust their mindset. You just have to just change your mindset. Yeah, you're right. And actually, there'll be people who perhaps felt fine before that are now starting to suffer and maybe don't understand how they're feeling because like you said we are distracted all the time and and maybe not knowingly we we create distractions to avoid thinking and I did that all Christmas like I just had the I had admittedly the best time but it was all distractions to not deal with the trauma that had just happened Mm. so I think yeah for this I think everyone needs to know that there's other people we're all feeling it like we're all Mm. feeling the same anxieties the same kind of 
levels of lowness and we just have to ride it out together basically mm. but for me it's like having a routine like that's so important and being able to just go outside like at least once a day just to get fresh air and rejuvenate a bit yeah god definitely and what's the weather like over there then because we're starting to get a bit warmer and you must be starting to cool down a little bit yeah it's like 25 oh. so I find that cold <laughs> I'm like in a jumper in the morning but yeah we're lucky as a as humans we like to have certainty and we like to know what's coming next and this has stripped it away from us but ultimately we never know what's going to come next no well you are the prime example of that yeah yeah like who could have thought I would have a brain tumor um but you know you just have to just learn that nothing is predictable and you just have to accept that you can't plan anything and I think this is kind of like a reminder of that basically yeah yeah just before we leave, so you are um, moving into a new flat. Yes. Which is exciting. Yeah. So that's in the next few weeks? In three weeks' time we move, yeah, which is good because there's so many bad memories where I am now. <laughs> yeah, this is the place where Ricky found me on the floor and this is the place where I found out she had a brain tumour as well. So there's like a lot of negative memories in here. So I'm having to deal with that too, but... I think you've just got to change your mindset and focus on the future. And for me, that's the fact that we're moving out is my next milestone that I can kind of focus towards. And if you have something positive to look towards and it helps essentially. Yeah. And you've got such a good attitude as well. You do often look for the positives in things and that is just so important. It's so hard sometimes. Yeah, you have to. I think you have to. Otherwise you just get bogged down in it and it just sweeps sweeps you away and... Yeah, you just need to stay grounded and stay focused and positive when you can. And we both had isolation birthdays. <laughs> we did. Do you know <laughs> what? It was actually not too bad. I know you, we, actually, we both were really lucky. We had the most amazing sunshine here yeah. and you had such a... Because you were able to go and see your friend. Yeah, I went to dinner at my friend's house. So there were the two of us and her fiancé as well. So yeah, I had a really nice birthday. And Amazing. people were delivering stuff like all day. I felt so, I don't know, special. It was great. Because this is as well your first birthday since it all happened. Like you said, it was like yeah. celebrating. I'm still alive. <laughs> yeah, it's the birthday for not dying as well as turning a year old. That's all right. We'll do the, all the celebrating once we're all allowed to Oh down. my God, will we? Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your, your story. I know it wasn't easy. I'm really excited to be moving into a new flat and I'm so glad that at least you've got kind of a brighter future a bit closer than we have. You've got um, measures that are loosening and you're able to, you know, just go a little bit further outside, meet people, um, get coffees. I miss that so much. It's just going out and getting coffee. I've said that to you before. Oh, and another thing I was going to bring up that probably helps us is sometimes Zoom calls, you know, can get a bit much if you're working, but we just send voice notes all the time, don't we? And it's just a nice little... (laughs) <laughs> it's a nice little interlude like oh no dear look what I just did or, or remembering funny stories you can just say god remember when you did that and then you have a little laugh and kind of get on and it's it's a nice bit of connection 100% I think people need to just make the effort to do that and make sure they stay on top of it as well. yeah definitely that connection well thank yeah. you so much you're welcome Bye. nice I'll to see, see your face you as well Love you. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening. 
If there are any jobs that you are dying to know a little bit more about and would like featured, then please do message me on Instagram. And if you fancy reviewing the podcast, that would be good too. Thanks very much. Have a good day.